In, in President Joe Biden's mind, this is now a general election fight. There is a matchup between him and former President Donald Trump. And the president really tried to use the result of the New Hampshire primary to drive that argument home to voters. He said in a statement last night, quote, it is now clear that Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee. And my message to the country is the stakes could not be higher. Our democracy, our personal freedoms from the right to choose to the right to vote, our economy, which has seen the strongest recovery in the world since COVID, all are at stake. The campaign uh, even leaning into these Biden versus Trump uh, matchups, releasing uh, some merchandise last night, uh, a T-shirt saying, quote, together we will defeat Trump again. This is a point in the campaign that Bi Biden advisors have been quite eager to get to. They believe that once this would boil down to a Trump versus Biden fight, that the choice would become much clearer for voters. But one of the challenges for Biden's team going forward is actually executing their plan to secure a second term in the White House. And that is why you are seeing President Biden make these changes to his campaign team. He is deploying two of his top advisors here at the White House over to the campaign. That includes Jen O'Malley Dillon, who ran his 2020 campaign operations. She will be focusing on charting out the path to 270 electoral votes. And then there's Mike Donilon, who really has a complete mind meld with Joe Biden when it comes to strategy and messaging. He will move over to the campaign, really focusing on that messaging strategy and also their paid media strategy going forward. This all comes as there had been some hang-wringing among Democratic strategists over whether the campaign was structured in the right way to have a, a fully functioning and successful campaign heading into no to November. So perhaps some of these changes could quiet some of those concerns. But the White House, the uh, president's campaign, and his advisors really trying to treat this as an all-hands-on-deck moment as they believe they are much closer to the general election now. Yeah, certainly heading in that direction. Two of his absolute closest advisors, as you laid out, Arlette. Arlette, I was interested, watching the event yesterday, the president was interrupted a lot. And protesters show up. That's not a rarity, particularly at a, at a bigger event like that. But it was almost entirely, if not completely, uh, tied to the war in Gaza right now. That has been an issue kind of bubbling within the Democratic Party. Are aides concerned about that, particularly given how many interruptions in a public forum we saw yesterday? Yeah, you've really seen at almost every one of President Biden's events, whether it's been campaign or, or White House related, uh, there have been these protests relating to Gaza, as you have seen uh, some real frustration within the Democratic Party about the fact that President Biden uh, has not called for a ceasefire. Uh, perhaps yesterday was the most stark example of that, as there were about a dozen times that the president was interrupted. This is something that he will have to face as he is trying to court uh, Democratic voters, especially Arab Americans, who are incredibly frustrated with the approach that he's taken towards Israel. Yeah, critical constituency in Michigan in particular, but across the progressive base. Arlette Science, thank you. Well, Trump would like to focus just on Biden. Our exit polling from New Hampshire shows some potential warning signs for the former president in a general if he does snag the nomination. Only 25% of those who identified themselves as moderate went for Trump. It was a similar story for those who identified as independent, Haley beating Trump there by over 20 points. Trump's legal issues also standing out more compared to their importance among those voters in the Iowa caucuses. 42% in New Hampshire said Trump would not be fit for the presidency if convicted of a crime. That was just 31% among those who caucused in Iowa. Joining us now, CNN senior political analyst John Anker. John and anchor John Avalon, Republican <laughs> strategist and pollster Lee Carter. John, to you, you were just nodding your head through all those numbers. Yeah. Yes, they are weaknesses for Trump. Are they an Achilles heel for him? Absolutely. 
elections are won by the candidate who appeals to independent voters and moderate voters. It's not simply a play to the base exercise, that's general election. And I think Trump's weaknesses were revealed or heightened last night in New Hampshire, which is a state that's presupposed to do that because of the open primaries, the fact they're more independents than Democrats or Republicans. Uh, and, and on the flip side, I think Joe Biden's strength with the right-in vote uh, is an enormous sign of strength that, that hadn't been anticipated. But Donald Trump's fundamental weakness as a general election candidate, it illustrates all the fundamental problems in our politics, which is polarization, hyperpartisan, strongly supported by the base. He is kryptonite to the center of the electorate, and that's who you need to win ultimately. Lee, I thought one of the striking comments that Nikki Haley made last night, I'm not surprised she's staying in it, and I'm not surprised that she's going to fight on this right. one, particularly heading into South Carolina, but more importantly, because of what lies ahead in Super Tuesday. But the idea of the chaos and trying to get both parties rid of their current front-running nominees, or likely nominees at this point, take a listen. With Donald Trump, you have one bout of chaos after another. This court case, that controversy, this tweet, that senior moment. You can't fix Joe Biden's chaos with Republican chaos. What I think is so striking about that message is uh, Republicans are locked in, right? Yep. To John's point about who's not right now on both sides to some degree, I think most people would agree with that. I think you're right. I mean, but is that enough to change the dynamic? I'm not sure because the independent voter is so fractured. I mean, you saw a voter after voter who was coming in that were interviewed yesterday of people that we talked to in focus groups. They talk about, yeah, I'm going to go vote for Nikki Haley because I'm voting against Donald Trump, but I still might vote for Biden. Her support is really soft. And yeah. I think that whole group of folks have really disenfranchised. Only 4% of Americans right now think that the political system is working for them. I think that they're really frustrated. Haley gets a lot of comments. When I was, I, I, I ran some surveys last night, and a lot of the comments I got is that she's a chameleon, that she seems like they're not sure where she stands. And so I just, I, I think that she's got a really tough road ahead. Um, whereas Whereas Donald Trump has really solid support. Three quarters of his supporters had decided more than a month ago they were going to support to him. Eight in 10 of them are solidly behind him. Eight in 10 of them are angry. I thought that was such an interesting statistic. They're angry with the way things are in the country. And so when you heard Donald Trump speaking last night and he was so angry, I think that resonates with a huge swath of folks. So it's a, it's a you've got an independent voter who's sort of betwixt and between and doesn't really have a home right now. It doesn't seem like they're solidly behind anyone. It's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. Look, I, I am not surprised that Trump supporters are angry. That's the brand he's been selling. You know, it's January 6th. I'm also not surprised they're very intensely committed. They have bought into the election lie that's become a litmus test for so many people in the Republican Party, but it doesn't reflect reality. Independent voters are not sort of this mushy middle. Uh, there are a spectrum of voters, but independents and moderates are principled. They're not partisans first. They try to put country over party. And Donald Trump's got a fundamental problem. Biden's got some, some challenges as well, no question. But Donald Trump's brand is is chaos, anger, division, Listen to and some of that, my life. Yeah, please. From last night, here it is. I said, wow, she's doing uh, like a speech like she won. She didn't win, she lost. But let's not have somebody take a victory when she had a very bad night. She had a very bad night. I'm up and I'm watching. And I said, she's taking a victory lap. And we, we beat her so badly, she was. But Ron beat her also. You know, Ron came in second, and he left. She came in third, and she's still hanging around. You can't let people get away with bullshit, OK? You can't. You just can't do that. And when I watched her in the fancy dress that probably wasn't so fancy, 
come up. I said, what's she doing? We won. Do you think his, like he's at all self-aware? No. <laughs> About but, the irony of everything he was just saying no, there? But, but that is a chef's kiss of a mashup, right? I mean, no, every accusation is a confession for someone like Donald Trump. But that was particularly amazing. First of all, accusing her of saying she won an election when she didn't, which of course Donald Trump personifies that lie that has divided the American people. But then the, the, really, the, the really great moment is you can't let people get away with bullshit in life. I just when that's what he's so, been peddling at unprecedented levels. The thing that's so interesting is you can play that same clip for a supporter and for a hater. And he played a supporter, and I, and I did this, mm. and I heard from them saying, he tells it like it is, he's such a straight shooter, this is just, I love his authenticity. I, and, then you, and then you have somebody like John listening to it, and he's like, oh my God! No, 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 but, right? but, but I think it's really <laughs> important, that's such an important point. I take it, you're, you know, his supporters think he's an authentic liar, and that's a complicated thing to unpack, but it's important to say. <laughs> but, it's, but it's important to say this, that two feelings are not equivalent when, shown up, when compared to facts. Our North Star is facts. It's the truth, as best we can attain it. And so it's fine for people to have different feelings, but the facts say one side is actually right in saying that's unself-aware, self-nonsense you know, because he denies election results and peddles bullshit. The other is based on partisan feelings and tribalism. The two things are not equivalent, and we need to do a better job of calling that out.